This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live show here on Twitch, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you want to check it out, join the chat and the conversation, have some fun talking to myself, your host, Mr. Rhesius, mm-hmm. or Mr. Gracious, as our friend Jarrell used to say. Co-host. And our co-host today, the one, the only, the leaky banana. Just for today. Mm. It's on a daily basis. I don't like you a to A weekly get, basis. I don't want you to get too comfortable. Yeah. I want yeah. you to think but you 10 can, minutes before, like, hey, you're on today. I'm like, mm. yeah. Thanks, coach. <laughs> I, I, Suit I want, up. I want you to feel like you have to constantly earn it every week. Take that green shirt off. There you go. There you go. That's the Attila the Hun management style. That's mm-hmm. lesson two. We covered lesson one a couple weeks Very back. Very stressful. Yeah. Never let them think that there's any stability or comfort. Right. Keep them on their toes. Yeah. That's a good. I mean, that's that's the management style here at Frontline Gaming. So. Yeah. Everyone's on the verge of getting fired. Every day. Every day. Yeah. Gets the most out of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump in and talk about some news and some going ons in the community. And as always, if you don't catch the live show and you join us on YouTube or iTunes or Pandora or however you consume the media, thank you so much for joining us. And if you do want to catch the live show again, mm-hmm. 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Wednesdays over Twitch. Yeah, you so, get to see stuff that gets edited out. Ooh, <laughs> all the bloopers. And that's uh, Frontline Gaming underscore TV. All the gaffes. Yes. Like Joe Biden. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> all those gaffes. <laughs> Ooh. Call me Uncle mm-hmm. Reese. So we'll go ahead and dive in. And first of all, the new pre-order for this week is the uh, GW Contrast Paints. There's been a lot of hoopla and whatnot and uh, talkings about it. All kind of opinions flying around the web. They're great. They don't work. Um, they marketed this. Hard. I haven't seen a marketing like this since Finecast. Yeah. Which was worrisome. I'm just saying. I'm going to reserve. It's been about a month of just only thing every day. Let's, yeah. let's show you how these contrast paints work again. Now we're going to do another Space Marine. They must have invested really heavily into it because they're trying to move it, which, yeah. I mean, that's what a business does. There's nothing sure. wrong with that. Uh, we So just as a heads up, we didn't actually pick this line up yet. We will eventually have it. But um, in order to get it, you had to buy like, like you'd invest a significant amount of money, mm-hmm. and and uh, that was the only way to get the contrast paints out the gate. So if your local game store doesn't have them, that's why. Again, it's not a big deal. Whenever GW really updates their paint line, you have to buy the whole thing mm-hmm. in the beginning to get it. But then it's pretty cool. They give you a rack and all this, you know, marketing material and cool stuff. Um, it's just we don't sell a ton of paint, so we decided we didn't want to invest all the money into it. So. We're going to reserve our judgment on how cool or or not cool these are until we have a chance to actually paint them with mm-hmm. them ourselves. But then I, I can say, as somebody who does paint with washes already, the first time I um, I remember I was going to Adepticon and I was playing my Wood Elves in the Fantasy Championship, and I had like three days to get the army painted. I painted them with washes, and it felt like I had found a magic trick. Like. It's ludicrous right. how fast it goes. And it looks really good on organic models. <clears throat> like my dryads and everything look amazing. And all I did was paint them with two coats of wash and then dry brush them. Mm-hmm. And they look great. Yeah. And then later I went in and I painted the leaves and the eyes mm-hmm. and all that stuff. 
So um, the kind of the, the concept of these is that it's it's like a glaze and a wash in the same pot of paint, something like that. So that as it dries, the darker colors settle into the crevices and the lighter colors stay on the top. So it looks right. like it's been shaded and highlighted. How the, well it works or doesn't work, I don't know because I haven't had a chance right. to do it myself. The way that it's been explained to me, I haven't seen this live, by the way. I just have seen the videos. And there's a couple YouTube channels that were lucky enough to get the line in uh, to do review videos on it. Um, it looks like it's a it's a heavily pigmented wash. Yeah. Right. So you have some of the elements of a base coat in it, but still, like you said, with the still light enough to go into the recesses when it's done. And the the, the only downside is that you have to do it on, you can't do it onto a black primer. Oh, no, no. Yeah, that, that totally right. doesn't work. Um, if you paint with washes, you yeah. have to do it over white. But mm-hmm. like, like uh, when I was doing it, like it, it kind of does that anyway. It naturally like pools in the recesses mm-hmm. and more of the pigment settles in there and it gets super dark yeah. of whatever color it is. So uh, like, like again, like my dryads look amazing. Like things that are organic mm-hmm. look really, really good. Uh, my tyranids, I spray them white and then I paint them with two washes of the purple wash. And then I dry brush them with two different lighter colors and they look amazing. But then I made the very stupid decision to do triple layer on each panel of their carapace, mm-hmm. which looks rad, but it takes forever. And that's why I probably haven't painted another Tyranid model in like five years. Yeah. <laughs> I should have just made it easy on myself. But uh, for, for models like, like Tyranids and um, like, I, you know, Gene Sealer Colt, certain, um, you know, Ash Militarum, anything that's lots of cloth, or uh, it's really textured mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't need like a nice smooth finish like Space Marine Power Armor, I would imagine it probably doesn't work that well on. Maybe it does. Um, things like that, it'll look really, really cool. Like uh, Skaven or you know Demons, it'd probably look amazing on, so. Yeah. Because that's how we paint our Demons here is we just paint them with washes already. It's so easy. And then you dry brush in and you just have to remember to seal it because the, the wash will chip really easily. So you want to make sure to put some sort of a, a sealing coat on there. Yeah. Um, in the chat, uh, Lou Rollins says, Recius Magicus. Thank you very much. That's a new nickname. I like it. This is good. Um, in the, uh, if they are like the night haunt paints, I'm in, says Ghost Valley. Yeah, and, and those that the models that I put are from John Blanche. Mm-hmm. And like, it's funny because the way he paints looks exactly the way he draws. Yeah. It's like the same like color choices. And it's kind of like, I call it sloppy, but it's still cool. That's like his style. Um, and John Blanche, is, he's maybe not technically the best artist ever, but it's very characterful. And, and like his art has been a huge part of establishing like the tone and the feel of 40K and AOS. Mm-hmm. And he's been with the company since the <clears throat> 80s. Um, yeah, his stuff has been in, in almost every codex yep. and yep. any art book that's come out for since Games Workshop started. So. Uh, Kill Team Stream says, I do like, can you scroll up? I missed the top. I do like the way the contrast paints look, but one guy did a gunmetal primer mm-hmm. and then used contrast over it and it actually looked incredible, really. Like a gray, a gray primer. Kind of making me consider, reconsider picking up contrast. Hey, if you can make it work over a gray primer, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that could totally work. Uh, Mr. Thavia says, painting Tyranids is no joke. Yeah. If I was smart, I would have just painted the carapace one color, wash it, dry brush it, because it would have been so much faster. But yeah. mine look really cool, if I do say so myself, but it is a pain in the ass to paint them. Um, interesting comment from Grey King there. Um, I think the contrast paints will be great for something in the Batman minis game to give them a nice, more comic book art look, says Minimal Builder. Mm-hmm. 
mini model builder. Yeah, I could totally see that. I could totally see that. And never mind, Jamba, I think you hit the nail on the head. The fewer unpainted gray models out there, the better, regardless if you like contrast or not. If it gets people to get their models painted, I'm on board, even if they don't look that great. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it looks. That's well, cool. It's been a while since they had a new paint line release. So, yeah. you know, and, and you know, I joke about the marketing of it, but it should come with some sort of fanfare, I suppose. You know? Yeah, totally. So, I mean, that's their job is to sell stuff. Right. And, and they're not going to keep the same product for, you know, a hundred years. So no. Yeah. And because we just sold off on it because a lot, like we still have paints from the last time they updated the paint line, mm -hmm. like literally for years and years and years. So, you know, we were politely like, yeah, you know, we'll wait and then we'll yeah. order them later. Because we, we just, for whatever reason, we don't sell enough paints for it to make sense to buy like a ton of them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like I said earlier, if your local store doesn't have them right out the gates, that's why. Because um, in North America, at least, the only way to get them was to buy the whole range. Yeah, and I think they sold out online. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, well, good for them. That's great. I'm, so. I'm happy to see the company make money because that means we'll still get cool models for yeah. years to come. So we added a new podcast to the Frontline Gaming family of podcasts. We're very excited about this one. Is it the FLG Network? The FLG Podcast Network. Oh. That's what we I just like made up the name. No, that's there what we've go. been calling it for a while. So in addition to Signals from the Frontline, occasionally the Ninth Realm, um, <laughs> when we have time to do it. <laughs> I forgot about that name. The flute was the best part. Just have a flute. Why don't we just have the podcast just for variations of an ocarina? Did it play badly? Yeah. That's great. Uh, and then, of course, the extremely popular Chapter Tactics. We now have uh, another addition to the lineup brought to brought to us from the snowy north from some uh, some polite Canadian chaps, Peter the Falcon and Val Heffelfinger. You and know, they're really getting a big head up there. No, all because Jim Vessel. Jim is just making every yeah. Canadian. They're going to be. They're going to stop being polite. And they're gonna Canadians start are relevant. Trash. They're relevant now. <laughs> So like our prime minister is really handsome and we have the best Canadian, uh, the best 40K player in the world this year. true. <laughs> I used to say I was Canadian when I would, was living abroad. You wimp. Yeah. I never, even, I was traveling. What's the name of the podcast? Oh, Mariana's giving us a, a cue. Yeah, we'll get there. We're getting there. We'll it's, get it's, there. A, it's, a, it's, not, it's not about the journey. It's about the destination. Right? You, that's you the thing? That backwards. No, no, no. That's, <laughs> that's how I live my life. Um, <laughs> yeah, I never did that pretend to be a Canadian thing. I was even traveling during yeah. some of the wars when we were not very popular. And I, I refused. I refused to ever do that. Because you meet people that are like stealth Americans. You're like, okay, come on. <laughs> Depends on where you are, I suppose. Uh, anyway, uh, the the show brought to you again by Val Heffelfinger and Peter the Falcon. And most importantly, by Frontline Gaming's podcast now. <laughs> That's also important because yep. it helps them. They're super nice guys and they're friends of ours. And obviously they're frequently guests on Chapter Tactics. Um, and it's a really good relationship because we have a, a very large podcast network built over these last eight and a half years. And it helps to get them out there, but also they want to help us out too. So it's really cool. We're really appreciative of that. And it's called 40K Stat Center, which is a pretty cool kind of play on sports center, which I thought was very, uh, very apropos. It's going to focus strictly on the, the nuts and bolts numbers, taking a look at last week's GTs and majors and crunching the numbers, going through the list, getting into the nitty gritty. And the second episode just went up on Frontline Gaming uh, this today, the day that we record uh, two days ago, if you're watching this on, on YouTube or listening to it on iTunes on Wednesdays. And you can plan on seeing that coming out uh, regularly. 
They're still working out a little bit of audio technicalities, which is extremely common when you're getting into the podcast game. But the, the content is really good. And if that's the kind of thing that interests you, you'll definitely want to check that one out. And we're really excited about it. Yeah. Val is a cool guy. I Both met him. Of them are yeah. Really cool. Well. <laughs> yeah, Peter's great too. Uh, is it? No, it's, it's Val and who else? And, and Peter's? Peter. Oh, okay, yeah. good. I just made that name up, so I'm happy. Yeah, the Falcon, bro? Come on. Uh, yeah, it's really good. And Peter is the gentleman behind 40kstats.com, which is quickly right. becoming a huge resource on the net. A lot of people, it's come to my attention, are actually just copying some of his content, and producing, presenting it as their own online, which is pretty lame. But uh, uh, Peter is the kind of the uh, the main dude with the number crunching um, uh, for 40k competitive mm -hmm. statistics. So check it out; it's a really useful resource. And um, you like math? Yeah. Well, it's not even just math. You just it's like baseball, right? They're looking at like mm -hmm. hitting percentages, win percentages, all that kind of fun stuff mm -hmm. that a lot of us are into. If you're not into it, no big deal. Uh, so check that out. Also, uh, big news, we have a new General's Handbook coming out for Age of Sigmar, and that will be coming out in the next couple of weeks up for pre-order. The General's Handbook 2019, if you've been keeping an eye on the Warhammer community page, they've been taking a look at some of the cool new stuff. Uh, they're updating points, obviously, for a lot of the units. There's gonna be new mission sets. There's a new way to play where you, uh, it's a thousand point games, and the idea is that you can play in an hour um, all kinds of fun new stuff. There's you know new narrative, mm -hmm. open and match play rules. So always very exciting when we get the general's handbook. For those of you who play 40k, it's it's the uh, AOS equivalent of chapter approved. Predates chapter approved actually. Chapter approved was modeled off of the general's handbook, but very cool. And we can look forward to seeing some hopefully fine tuning and adjustments in the meta to make things a little bit more even and fair. <clears throat> yeah, this kind of came out of nowhere. Maybe oh, for me, for me, it felt well, like it, it came it out of nowhere because yeah, time. all of a sudden they're like, and now the general's handbook and new ways to play. So, I think in the past they really ramped it up more with like we are changing points and we're doing all this stuff and. Uh, we had to talk about contrast paint, bro. That's true. I mean, contrast paints took up the majority of the marketing for the That's last couple months. Yeah, so but, it's, uh, it's always exciting stuff, yeah. right? And like Age of Sigmar, it's uh, the game's growing rapidly. It's, it's it's hard to remember that it's only a few years old, three right. or four years old at this point. I miss the old days. When it first came out, when it was crazy, yeah, they're like just there's no points. They're like, how do you do units? However you want, just wing it, baby. You just put the model on the table, literally, put it on the table. Yeah, here's pull a one-page rules. It. As our friend Blake says, pull it out and play. Just with pull it. it out, play with it. That was great. I can't imagine why that tagline didn't stick. And then you got to uh, just make up your own rules, which is great too. That was fun. Uh, always a good time. Yeah. So Anyways. get excited for that. Uh, we're going to see some new balance, hopefully. And uh, it's always fun when some uh, units that are over or underperforming get an adjustment to help increase diversity in the meta. It's it's one of the best things GW's ever done, and we applaud them mm -hmm. for these annual updates. Uh, not entirely tabletop gaming news, but it's still in the gaming realm, and it was a big event that occurred this past week. Uh, E3, which is like you know the mega super convention for everything that's coming out, and uh, not just video games, electronics in general, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of the big video game announcements come out. There was a couple, uh, there was 100-plus mm -hmm. video games that were announced, but there was a couple that were really generating some some buzz and some excitement. I mean, like Death Stranding, which I still have no idea what the hell is going on in that. There's but, a lot. I was I watched like, um, like a 30-minute video last night on Death Stranding. I'm intrigued. Like, I, I, I'm super intrigued by the game. I don't understand what the game is about entirely, but... Mm -hmm. 
it's it, it's very ambitious. It looks really cool. I'm excited to learn more about it. I think that the marketing scheme they've gone with of keeping it very mysterious right. is a smart play because everyone's talking about it. And it's the the guy who did all the Silent Hill the big Silent Hill ones, but now for his own studio because yep. he had separated from the studio because yeah. he was working on Silent Hills, which if you don't remember was that they all they did a, um, they get acquired by Activision or something. And then well, they so they were going to do a game called Silent Hills, which they did a preview for like where you, like it was a, um, a, a little download thing that you can do that was like to get the hype up. It was amazing. And then there was a falling out mm. and, uh, and then he left the company and they were like, yeah, we're not doing this anymore. So it was a bummer, but they took the whole team that was doing that one to make Death Stranding. So it should be really good because it it's that amazing. same team. Yeah. And it's got, you know, Guillermo del Toro, uh, the Mads, Mad Marson, the, the Danish actor, uh, Norman Reedus. Like it's got all these like super famous actors and actresses that are like fully in the game. So plus it's like this crazy story. I can't really understand what's going on. But again, we're talking about it. It's intriguing. Uh, another one that got huge fanfare and that I looks not really my style of game, but it was really, really cool looking was Cyberpunk 2077. And of course, the big news is not only is it based on the awesome and, you know, venerated RPG, it's also um, a really cool video game, but uh, Keanu Reeves is in it. Mm. And it's interesting, this trend now that we're having like these like A-list actors and actresses that are like starring these games and it, it make, totally makes sense. Because people went nuts when they found out uh, that Keanu Reeves is like a character in the game. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. And it looks like it's going to be a really cool AAA game. Uh, watched a couple of videos about gameplay and everything. And it looks pretty badass. Um, really good. There's a couple other that tie into tabletop gaming. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade and Werewolf the Apocalypse are both coming out with games the next mm. year or two. Uh, the, the Vampire game is pretty done at this stage. And it looks really cool. Really cool. And it, it's integrates all of the crazy politicking that is uh, such a core part of the tabletop game. Uh, in the video I watched, like you run around like making alliances with all the various clans of vampires, but then screwing each other over. Um, the graphics look amazing. You can run on the walls and all that fun stuff. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. And the one that got my uh, little heart all a flutter, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 was announced. Anybody who's probably in my age range uh, will very fondly remember Baldur's Gate. It's considered to be one of the one of the best, if not the best, CRPGs of all time. And uh, the team that did Divinity: Original Sin one and two, which are two of the most the the two of those RPGs in recent time with the most accolades, Divinity two has like a near perfect score. Uh, are doing the the game, and uh, the the cut trailer or the um, cinematic trailer was pretty badass so I, I i cannot wait to play this game i have some of my best memories playing video games or playing Baldur's gate when mm -hmm. i was in um, high school and, and into college uh neverwinter nights all those games mm -hmm. are, they're some of my absolute favorites so i cannot wait to see what they do with this yeah they talked about uh the next elder scrolls game yep which is going to be coming out um i don't know if it's 2020 or 2021 but um that's exciting it's and been that, a long time it's set in hammerfell right I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't see all of it. Um, Let's see what the chat's in. But it looks like. I mean, it's, when when did uh, Skyrim come out? That was uh, oh, like five years ago. No way. No way. No, it was like over ten years. That, yeah. Over ten years ago. And so, <clears throat> I do play. Um, or I, I did play Elder Scrolls Online, which is in that universe, but it's a lot different. It's more of like a World of Warcraft type looking thing. Um, so this is exciting. That's like my my bread and butter is Elder Scrolls. Like I'll yeah. sit there 
and just I love it the whole lore and everything about it so you know it's it's so it's so good and the divinity guys like they they're taking it seriously some of the videos they're putting up on their uh on their social media are hilarious about how they're like so into it and they're so stoked to do it a rad bully said go back and watch johnny mnemonic to see keanu cyberpunk keanu yep that movie was okay but uh it's i've cool. only seen parts of that movie it's fun uh, it takes a lot of ideas from Neuromancer, which is like the cyberpunk book mm-hmm. for anybody who wants to kind of get into it a little bit. Uh, William Gibson, who's a, just an absolute G of a sci-fi writer, basically defined the genre with um, uh, Neuromancer. But uh, yeah, in the chat, everybody's talking about the hype for Baldur's Gate 3 and uh, some of the other cool, cool games that are coming out. Elder Scrolls is going to be really good. Uh, did we see the Elden Ring trailer? Asks Grey King 1711. Yeah. It's a it's a new game coming out. Um, I can't remember the the um, the Japanese. It's a famous Japanese game designer, and I, I want to say I can't remember. I'm drawing a blank. But then it's being co-created by George R. R. Martin. Somebody said it here. Uh, and Miyazaki. That's it. I was trying. I was thinking of um, Kadima, but he's the one on Death Stranding. And it looks really intriguing. I still I can't tell what the hell's going on again. <laughs> The, the trailer is a little mysterious, but it's like a Asian-themed, fan, like, high fantasy setting. And a lot of people are speculating that it's a lot like um, the extremely difficult dark fantasy game, uh, Dark Souls. Gotcha. So it looks like it's going to be very similar to that, uh, but it's very mysterious. I can't uh, understand really what's going on. Red Bully says, well, let's hope they actually finish it. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. George R. R. Martin comes in with hot ideas and then he leaves. Yeah. I like how he's like, I'm going to do this video game now. He's like, gonna... write a book, you idiot. I think he, it's just out of spite at this point. They're just, just not going to do it. She's <laughs> like, screw you guys. Like, I'm tired of you saying I'm going to die before I finish this book. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he has the notes, like exactly like how like, the outline of the book. But I wouldn't be surprised if he was just like his final joke was like, screw you guys for always saying I was fat. And I'm not going to, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be very good. No. Uh, but yeah, the, I still play Skyrim Remastered from time to time. Like that is, it's a brilliant game. It's all time. Every, every once in a while, games. I get the, I get the itch yeah. to go back to, to Skyrim. Yeah. So, I've been playing uh, that Red Dead Redemption too, and it's that's really good. That's I, an addicting game. I haven't played that one yet. Um, you can sit there and hunt and fish for like hours if you want. It's really, yeah. it's, it's over the top. Yeah, I've been playing a variety of games. Like for a while, I was playing Fallout Three, and I made a character with max strength and intelligence and charisma one. Mm-hmm. Bill Brasky. It was. So you just gonna punch giants. I was. I like just one shot. all he does is punch things, yeah. and he's an idiot. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, actually. It's a. It's extremely challenging to play that game that way. When a death claw comes out and you punch him in the face, it doesn't usually go very well. Yeah. But. Uh, so anyway, uh, we'll get back to tabletop, but. Yeah. Uh, Pretty exciting, you know, almost every tabletop gamer also plays video games, so. Um, yeah, or has some sort of interest. Yeah, interesting to see all the fun stuff that's coming on the way. And you know what? Oh, and the other one too uh, that was really cool was the, uh, the the fantasy action RPG game, which I can't remember the name of, that was been released. And it looks really, really good. It's like a cross between Diablo, um, uh, Warhammer Fantasy, and what was that old game, like, uh, where you run around, you had four. It was like an elf archer, like a warrior, golden axe, something like that. It was top down. I can't remember. I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember the yeah. name. They have, they also had a Marvel one like that too, where you can play as the, the X Men and stuff yeah. like that, which is pretty cool. So that, that looks really good. I'll probably pick that one up myself uh, at some point. Mm-hmm. 
So, in uh, back to tabletop gaming aspirations and news, yeah. the summertime is always extremely busy with tons of GTs and majors all around the world. Very exciting stuff. We're on the we're getting ready to go to the Gentleman GT this coming weekend in Las Vegas. Um, it's at the Gold Coast Casino, as I understand it, and um, going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I, I think they got up towards triple digits. It's it's nice in that range. Um, and we've all been kind of getting prepared. Played in a, a RTT this past weekend at SoCal Games and Comics, uh, which is a store in Temecula. If you're in the area, you should check it out. It's a nice store. Had a lot of fun, and my guard list took it out, went 3-0. So felt pretty good about that. Congratulations to my teammate, Junior Fleehy, who's been just kicking ass. And he, he went 3-0 as well, but got quite a bit more points than I did. And uh, he he won it. Yeah, um, he, he's been rocking that list. It's That, that yeah. list was the three knights, right? And then he has a guard attachment with a couple wyverns. So he has, uh, um, he has a valiant, a gallant, a uh, warden mm -hmm. and uh he plays hawk shroud which it's hilarious nobody knows what anything but like house raven and house, house crass do mm -hmm. hawk shroud is super underrated and now that the castle has been adjusted i think you're going to see more and more people playing it um it's, it's it's extremely good and the valiant is amazing the gallant no one you know no one needs to explain that the warden's very point sufficient mm -hmm. and then he has two cadian battalions um, and the, one of them is the Emperor's Wrath Artillery Company with two wyverns. It's such a nasty list, and he's been doing really, really well. Yeah, he's um, really good with his model placement. Yeah, like he's he's an expert at it in terms of like creating screens, blocking out um, infiltrators, deep strikers. Like I've just it, to watch him work is crazy. Yeah, he he's been doing extremely well, and uh, I played pure guard. I, I changed up my list from the broadside bash. I didn't take any assassins. I didn't take uh, Grayfax. Um, I had a, a Katachan Brigade. It was the it was the uh, Emperor's Infantry Company, and then I had a Cadian uh, Battalion with a Basilisk and a Wyvern. Uh, that was the Artillery Company, and then I had a Talorn Supreme Command Detachment with Tank Commanders, mm -hmm. and uh, the list performed really well. I enjoyed it quite a bit. And the veterans, outflanking veterans. I didn't take the veterans. Really, I couldn't fit them in. Hmm. Um, so, but I'm, I'm tweaking that a little bit for the gentleman GT. I'm, I'm, I dropped a couple things and added in even more infantry. Uh, but it's just a really, really, really strong list. Uh, Astro Militarum is like, in my opinion, I think it's the best single codex army in the game. And, uh, you know, if not the best top three with certainty, because they're just good in every single phase. They have excellent board control, excellent offense, excellent defense. They are really good in melee, really good in shooting. They have good enough psychic defense. They have very good psychic powers. They have really good stratagems. They have tricks, deployment shenanigans that you can do. They just, they have everything. Mm -hmm. And they play in every phase of the game, which is super fun. Yeah. So I, I've just been having a lot of fun playing them lately. Uh, tank commanders are ultra popular. You're seeing them everywhere. Do you take the Bolgren anymore? Is that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So you definitely have those in there, right? Yeah. Just take Bolgren. the middle, take the middle of the board and just sit. Yeah. They're really but good. I, like the Bolgren, I've been saying this all edition. The Bolgren are, are outstanding. Such a good unit, but I have noticed that as we've progressed into the edition, there are more and more things that can can deal with the Bulgarian. So you have to be more careful because they got they did get nerfed totally fairly um, in two two FAQs back where you can't get them up to a two up invulnerable save, which that was dumb, and I'm glad that that changed because it was silly. Mm -hmm. um, so they can still go up to a three up invulnerable save with minus one to hit, which is incredibly. Uh, durable mm -hmm. and a lot of armies can't really struggle to deal with them but i'm starting to see now like tau uh the 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 two of the three times they've been shot to death have been by tau at the tournament i uh, was at on um, sunday my opponent 
first round opponent killed eight of nine in the first round of shooting. I was like, oh my God. Did they have the, the triple riptide with the broadsides? Double riptide with broadsides. Yeah. And, uh, God, that's so much firepower. It, it tower really First good. time I was on the receiving end of that a couple weeks ago was mm. just... I almost was like, I can't, how do I play this game anymore? I'm quitting. It's, it's tough, <laughs> it's man. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the combination of the, the withering firepower and then the, the drones to give you like A plus defense, oh. it's just very difficult to overcome it. Yeah. Um, the fact that those shield drones work in close combat as well yeah. is insanity. It's they're yeah. super good. So yeah, obviously, you know, typical strategies, try and kill all the drones first. But my mm -hmm. first round of shooting was abysmal. <laughs> I couldn't kill. There was only there was only sixteen drones that I couldn't kill them all with twelve mortars, double shooting wyvern, basilisk, right. tank man. They're like, surprisingly what? hard to kill too. Oh, yeah, they're tough little bastards. You know, and the guy I played against, uh, Vito, had like thirty of them. Yeah, it's like oh my god. So yeah. sometimes, like if they have broadsides, you're you're almost better off depending on what kind of weapons you have. Shooting the broadsides and then forcing the mortal wounds onto the the shield drones, you're going to kill them more efficiently. Mm -hmm. But um, it just depends on what kind of firepower you're packing. Yeah. But yeah, it's savage. And then the the the, um, the third time I had my uh, uh, Bulgarian shot to death was by a double shooting obliterators that rolled three damage. Oof. And uh, Frankie did it to me, and he killed seven in one volley, and then he killed the others in the, when he shot again. I was it was devastating. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I've noticed that more than anything else is like chaos can kill them in combat in one turn. Like Abaddon specifically, mm -hmm. it, it's he just chops them in half. Especially if you death hex them, it's not, it's it's a joke. He just annihilates them. So you do need to be a little bit more careful with them than you did in the past. Um, it, it can be a challenge, to, like especially in that, like that kind of a matchup. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be a challenge to keep them alive long enough to do their job. <clears throat> but generally speaking, they're an A++ all-star, in my opinion, one of the best units in the game. For sure. Yeah. So it's exciting, and we're getting ready to go. Uh, the tank commander has been performing extremely well to Lauren again. I know a lot of people are still playing Cadian because they want to take Pask. I get it. Or Catachan because they want more efficient number of shots that they put out. But I'm telling you, to is where it's at. The ability to move and shoot all your heavy weapons with no penalty. And more importantly, the ability to move, shoot, and then move again. Or move, move, shoot. Um, can't be understated how good that is. If you can pop out, shoot, and pop back without getting shot in, with counterfire... Uh, it's it's better than any other buff you can imagine because you can do it every single turn. Right. right? Um, but the cool thing is that there's a debate. There's nothing that's like clearly uh, superior. Mm -hmm. Right. Like the Cadians and the Catachans have better offense, but their defense isn't as good because of that lack of extra mobility. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I uh, can't wait to go to the Gentleman GT. And then after that, what we have, there's ATC in you July. Go to Hawaii, right? Play. Yeah. I'll be at the Kings of War. Yep. Uh, tournament the following weekend with Pablo um, and I believe Sean is coming as well Pablo Sean Morgan yeah so that'll Ooh. be a good time Pablo on the beach is going to be majestic sensual the rhino is going to be like a little towel loin cloth the way he looks they might keep him there but like no you're supposed to be in the fire show They're gonna <laughs> with his hair yeah. all long and yeah. everything yeah uh, it's going to be a lot yeah. of fun uh, and if anybody's going to be at the uh, King of Kings of War uh, GT, uh, let us know. It's going to be a lot of fun to see everybody. Mm -hmm. And I have family out on the island, so I'm looking forward to going and seeing them. Nice. Yeah. One of my cousins, I haven't seen her since she was like in diapers. Are you going to go find where the locals surf? No. And just paddle out? No. Oh. Okay. That doesn't go well. <laughs> I One of the first times, like when I was a kid, I went surfing at North Shore and uh, I felt decidedly unwelcome. Yeah, you're probably you're a kid, so they weren't going to kill you. No. But if you're an adult, you might be stabbed and thrown on the side of the road. I like, paddled out and I'm like, hey guys. And they're like, 
You're like, surf's up. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing, I, used, I learned how to surf in Pismo Beach, and it's, it's super local, mm-hmm. exact same yeah. thing. They yell at you if you are not if you don't live there. It's, it's yeah. kind of stupid, really, but anyway. That's their thing. Yep. So uh, what about you, Jason? Are you going to change your list at all for the summer events? I know you're, uh, you've got I'm a lot of a, going on. I'm in a lull. I'm in a 40K lull right now, unfortunately. So I, I wasn't able to join the league. I'm going to be splitting my time between here and uh, the desert for a couple months. And, um, you know, it's, it's unfair to opponents to be like, I got to cancel all the time. So um, I haven't done much. I mean, my list is still the the Grey Knight Guard and, and Imperial Knight list that I had. One thing that I added, actually, the last couple games that I played, which was amazing, was a uh, the Astral Aiming Venerable Dreadnought. It's fun. Because you just can hide him in a building or behind a building and, and you astral aim himself and he can shoot anything on the board within 48 inches and it's really good. Um, and I'm really liking them. Like I, 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 I feel bad cause I've taken a couple weeks off now, but I was really getting the hang of the paladins yeah. and when to buff them, how to deploy them, that kind of stuff. Cause they can be really good once, uh, if you know how to use them. Um, but there is another list that I've been working on, which is an ultra means list with, uh, it's the three, uh, repulsor list with Gilliman, um, Hellblasters, uh, the Infiltrators, mm-hmm. which are the um, the no deep strike within 12 inch uh, Primaris Marines, and an Assassin, and uh, I think I have a, um, a Thunderfire Cannon in the list too. So really compact, which I love. I love small model count lists, but also super durable and um, a ton of firepower. Well, the the list, the variation of that list, Aaron Schaller has been doing extremely well with it, with the three Repulsors, G-Man, three predators to use the um predator stratum the kill mm-hmm. shot um and he's been doing extremely well he's won a couple of events he went five and he went six and oh at the lvo mm-hmm. um and he's performed extremely well at a number of different events so yeah there's that that's a really good list right and like if you do a little variation of it the repulsors just have ludicrous firepower um they're, i mean they're pretty good i mean they're minus the, they get minus the charge um they can fly so, you know, you can't get tied up in combat or it's, it's difficult to get tied up in combat, which is great, which is, you know, one of the huge downsides of vehicles in this edition is that you can get touched by a grot and you can't move or shoot. Unless you can fly and then you don't care. Right. So they're really good. They have a ton of fire, like so much firepower that I would, I think like I haven't used this list yet. I'm still actually assembling it, but um, I think I need a checklist for the repulsor, like all the weapons that it has. Did I fire this turn? Check. Yeah. yeah. And check them off. Um and they all sound the same. Every weapon sounds the same. And they all um, have similar profiles too. Like they should just combine them all yeah. into one profile. And then those um, those Vanguard Primaris Marines are really good. They're really good. They're a little yeah. pricey, but the fact that you go against a, a Gene Stealer Cult player and you immediately make them change their tactics immediately. Yeah. Well, it just it like really hurts those armies. Right. And those, tar- those armies are tough to deal with. A 12-inch no reserves bubble is crazy. Right. And they, their gun is really good too, especially with G-Man. It's if very you good. roll a six to hit, you auto wound. That's, that is not bad. And if you don't need them to cover um, the tanks and Gilliman and the Hellblasters, because the Hellblasters and, and, and the, the you know requisite two HQs you need to bring um, go inside of the uh, one of the repulsors and they can just go up the field and shoot until you want the Hellblasters to get out with full rerolls to hit and wound on their they're super plasma guns. So, and if you don't need the infiltrators to be guarding those guys, you just put them in cover. They infiltrate. Yeah. No, they're, and then, they're they have, then you have two up armor save, two wound units. It's amazing. Yeah, they make really good engineers. With bolter drill. Yeah. So, yeah, anyways. I, so, that's no, a cool list. It, it's, it's still in the assembly phase. Um, I do miss playing, though. I had just gotten really into it, and then life happens, and, you know, here we are. 
Indeed. Uh, VGRA says Slaughterfest has a good field of players. Uh, and we'll be at Slaughterfest too. That's going to be out here in um, Temecula. If I remember correctly, it's going to be in Temecula, California, in, in around that area, which is uh, in Southern California. And they only have like 10, 12 spots left. They're going to be, looks like they're going to hit 100 players, which is crazy for their first year. Uh, going to be a lot of fun. It's at a uh, casino out in the desert. So there's all kinds of fun stuff to do, a swim up bar, um, all kinds of fun stuff like that. So mm-hmm. we're looking forward to going to that event as well. Man, yeah, we have a lot going on this summer. And then, of course, uh, Nova mm-hmm. expanded. Their 40K Champs is over 300 nice. now. And then the LGT in September, which, to my knowledge, is over 400. So a lot, a lot going on. Yeah, the scene's yeah. going crazy, going crazy. And that's a good segue. Uh, upcoming 40K ITC events and ITC news. We got a couple events this weekend. It looks like there's about 30 or something like that, 20, 30. Yeah, yeah. those are just the ones that are listed. Yeah, that's just this weekend. Yeah. So a lot of RTTs coming on all around the world this uh, weekend for 40K, and including one major, which we already talked about, the Wasteland Games weekend, also known as the Gentlemen and Ladies GT. I'm very excited for that. Could it be the General Peoples? To be politically correct, I don't. What if I don't identify as a people? Ugh. I don't think you're allowed to not identify as a person. Gentle sentient. That hasn't come out yet. Gentle sentient being. At some point, that will be something. I identify as a non sentient being. Okay. <laughs> I have to respect that. You do. I am a simulation of a human, and you're all in my. Are you a, a, a emergency medical hologram? Yes. That plays for Some people are going to get that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, but there's, a t- there's, there's events all over the place. Look at yeah. this, uh, North Dakota. If you're in Bismarck, North Dakota, yeah, which you know I'm assuming is has like ten people there that live in that town. That's very presumptuous. <laughs> Could be at least twelve. I joke about 13. that, but I love I love that area. Yeah. Anyways, um, Canada, UK. Yeah, there's tons of stuff. Very cool. On. And then uh, upcoming Age of Sigmar ITC events. Uh, a ton of events coming up in the next two weeks. No GTs or majors. But a lot, a lot of RTTs just, all over the just place. Just the weekend, there's, you know, we have listed, what, six events? Yeah. It's great. Yeah, six AOS RTTs just coming up in the next week. There's John Furyhelm. He's killing it, baby. Number 18. I love it. Your current 40K ITC top five. Uh, we're going to list the name, uh, a name you haven't heard much this season. Mm-hmm. It's, a, so, it's a name we haven't random, heard for a while. Some random uh, Canadian, Mr. Jim Vessel. With 1140 points. He, Jim was just in the chat getting salty. Ooh. He was arguing with uh, with a real national treasure, Lou Rollins. So I don't really appreciate that, Canadian. Yeah, you get right? polite, eh? Yeah. All right. No poutine for you this week. Uh, <laughs> second place, <laughs> playing a, a pretty similar list, although TJ did switch it up and he brought you into a 10 Death Guard <laughs> Death Shroud Terminator. Somebody's like, hey, TJ. You, <laughs> you got to mix did it Did you up, steal bro. that list? He's like, no, I'm fine. Now I have 10 Death Guard in it. But they were both, uh, he and Jim were both at a, a tournament, the Beef and Wing Brawl with Nick Nonavati, and uh, TJ mm. came out on top. So, That's a name I haven't heard for a while. Look yeah, at him. All, he boosted he up. He finally got his fifth score. And, and that he, really killed it. Jeez. And there he is. Uh, Nick Nonavati has been, uh, haven't heard much from him this season, but now he's, he's starting to make his presence felt. I think it's me calling him out last week. You did. I think that was it. Mm. That motivated. I got a fire under that butt. Yep. That tight tight butt <laughs> the fiery banana yeah. got him fired up that's right motivated the motivating banana he rose to the challenge exactly see it. see what i do for this everyone nobody gives me any thanks 
And then uh, with that move into third place, Nick drops uh, or bumps Richard Siegler down into fourth. Uh, Richard very, is a local ish, no, he's right? From Florida. Who am I thinking? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who you're thinking of. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who would? Yeah, you have no idea, do you? Anyway, sorry. There is a Richard in our league. Is who you're probably thinking. That's of. who I'm thinking about. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Richard's fellow teammate uh, John Lennon. Uh, who, if I remember correctly, Jim, Richard, and John are all on Brohammer. He's oh. sitting in fifth place. Some conspiracy theories. So pretty good, pretty good mix of uh, armies in there too in the top five. So that's pretty cool. Uh, current ITC Hobby Track top five, Jim Vessel uh, jumps way out in front with uh, over a 200-point lead over second place, Paul Winters. Our buddy Lou Rollins sitting pretty in third mm. place. Jason Bird in fourth, and Harrison Jewell in fifth. Oh, Harrison, hello. That's a good name. Ada Sigmar, ITC top five. The Jersey Kid continues to dominate with a 710-point score, followed by the French Revolver, Jeremy Vessier in second place. Alex Gonzalez in third place. Humorously, Matt and Alex are both co-hosts on the Wide World of Wargaming podcast, if you want to check it out. Uh, Matt Beasley in fourth, and Dutch Adams, which is the... That's a cool That's a name, man. Good American name, right there. Dutch Adams. Are you? It's got to be somebody who works on a ranch, or he's a bouncer at like the Roadhouse. Dutch Adams. That's so cool. That's a great name. Yeah. That, that guy better have been in like the Special Forces or something. Yeah. You know what it makes me think of the anybody party? whose name is Dutch. Yeah. It's got to be some sort of like tobacco chewing. Yeah. Like it, it's man. the dude from it's Jesse Ventura's character in Predator. No, that was, Arnold was Dutch. That's true. Yeah. But I, but when I think Dutch, I think of Jesse yeah. Ventura. <laughs> that was the best. Yeah. I love that movie so much. Uh, well done to uh, everybody in the AOS community. Uh, AOS ITC Hobby Track. Uh, Ricky Fisher continues to lead the pack. Philip Verduzco in second. Natasha Thomas in third. Rich Waters in fourth. Matt Beasley in fifth. And again, if you're an Age of Sigmar player and you have a beautiful army and you want to get recognition for that, let your TO know. Just ask. The hobby Track, it's super easy to Just do. Just ask them. Hey, like there's six events this weekend. Right? So if you're going to those six events, ask your TO, hey, are you doing the hobby track? It's, if not, here's how you do it. And there's literally a link easy. on our website. Yeah. <clears throat> super duper easy to do. And it's fun. And it, as it gains more attention and more prestige, it's going to even get more and more fun yeah. and cool. I mean, let's be honest. Like the, the Age of Sigmar armies look better they than do. the 40K in general. Typically speaking, yeah. Uh, Shadespire, current ITC top five. Tony Field continues to lead the pack. Joel, Jonathan Colson moves into second place, bumping. Philip Santa Maria into third. Kevin Cruz jumps into fourth, and Ivan Cho in fifth. Kill Team current ITC top five. Michael T. Holy, the one and only, still holding it down. Yeah, that was come on, that was good. That was okay. Oh. We should get a rap though about Michael <laughs> T. Holy that we can do. Like the uh, the Marine, what was his? John Cena. John Cena's rap. Yeah, did he do a rap album? Yeah. I'm sure he did. Hulk Hogan great. did. Oh, no. Uh, Macho the, Man. Macho Andy Man Savage is, did a rap. You got, okay, segue. Best. It's the best thing I've he ever He did heard. a full album. I'm not talking about he did a song as a joke. He put out like a 12-song rap album where he called out Hulk Hogan in every single track. <laughs> not every track. It was amazing. Yeah. But he did, he did call Hulk Hogan a punk in one of his tracks. I yeah. thought that was But funny. Michael T. Holy should have some sort of song. Yeah. I feel. I feel like that would be very I think it's coming up. If you are an artist... <laughs> and you want to make a song about Michael T. Holy and Kill Team? We'll, we'll promote it. Please on, on give this us podcast. that. And and the the if you use an ocarina, bonus <laughs> points. points. If you use a melodeon, 
which is the harmonica keyboard, <laughs> even better. Oh no, if you use a keytar, the key at anything. Max points, yeah, that's the best. So please get on it, you artistic uh, folks. Ryan Hebb is in second place. Georgie Garnett in third. Alex Grinton in fourth, and Joseph Vloet in fifth. Nice. So Tactics Corner, we took a look, uh, again, thanks to Peter, the Falcon, and mm -hmm. 40kstats.com. We took a look at the top uh, four lists from the, all the GTs and majors that occurred this past weekend. And there was five, or I'm sorry, six GT plus level events. So we got quite a bit of data. And taking a look at who, what factions were performing well. So Eldari, which I'm finally starting to get this in my head, is mixed Eldar. Had a yes. first and a third place performance. And typically what you're seeing, like a common theme in these lists, you're seeing a lot of uh, Eldar flyers. The, the yes. Crimson Hunter Ezark and the Hemlock Wraithfighter are very prevalent. And then you're seeing kind of a, a smattering of other stuff. It's usually some uh, craft, world, craft world characters and then, you know, like uh, Harlequins for support. Dark some, Reapers. Some dra uh, uh, Dark Reapers aren't as prevalent as they were when Yunari was a thing. They're still really good, um, but you know, not being able to have multiple actions during the course of the phase um, has definitely took some of the teeth away from them as one would expect. But uh, yeah, they're still extremely good. Um, uh, the ability to move out, shoot something, move back into protection and ignore uh, hit modifiers is, is amazing. Mm -hmm. But uh, the, the, the hotness right now is the Eldar Flyers and then you're, you're seeing that the troops and such are kind of being taken from other places. Mm -hmm. And then you're kind of cherry picking some specialist units like like Harlequins or whatever to perform a certain task within the list. Maybe some uh, Ravagers to give you access to the incredibly powerful Vect stratagem in addition to some really efficient firepower. It's kind of the theme. Mm -hmm. uh, Azuryani, which is pure craft world. Uh, this was the one of the dirtiest lists I've seen in a, a while. It's really popular in the UK. It was nine flyers Ooh. and all and then nothing Ugh. but uh yeah i know it would be the the shittiest army to play against no offense to whoever brought it to legal list and that's mm -hmm. totally fine but i saw this and i cringed i was like oh my god I would what never kind of play what this. kind of troops did they take no troops it was all characters so how do they score any objectives the characters score objectives and you can't target them because the flyers are in front uh, good it's, job who it, did that well the the first person that i know that did it was uh mike tagney Mm -hmm. The captain of that, usually sometimes the captain of the Irish ETC right. team. He was the one that the first person I saw doing this because I it's, love it. That's like I, I don't want any friends. Yes, <laughs> like at all. Like I don't, I don't killer. care about you. I just play Lord of the Rings with my dad on the weekends, <laughs> and this is <laughs> this is no, my forty k list. We LARP Lord of the Rings. Uh, so I mean, again, That's brutal. No offense to the person who played this list. It's a legal list, yeah. and you did. You got second place. Congratulations! I think we're gonna see more people playing this list now. <laughs> it's such a it's such an a hole list. Oh. It's like I have characters yeah. that you can't shoot. Yeah, that are often surrounded by flyers, so you can't even charge them. Mm -hmm. And then flyers that you can't charge and often can't even. What shoot. What kind of flyers are there? Are it's they all the, the Eldar Hemlocks, ones? Three Crimson Hunters, three Crimson Hunter Ezarks. Oh. Just dirt McGirt, all the way. How do you that? that might, it's got to be hard, eventually, like at some point, for like, like moving them around because they do. I mean, not, they have a bit of a of a footprint. They they can move twice, so it's not hard to oh, do it. Man, yeah, and it, it, it's kind of a little bit better now that they don't fully block movement, yeah. but it's still, it's just it's like, 
I, I like this can't be pleasant because those are all minus one and some are minus two, two or even three to hit. Yeah, because they're psychic powers. So they do. Uh, they have a stratagem. You can make a uh, mm. minus three to hit, which like my guard army, I'm like, oh, I can't shoot you. Right. This is fine. But but the actual the hemlock wraith fighters are psychers, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so, like it. I mean, I like it's it. a really good list. It's just it's it it, re it revolves around non-interaction, which I always don't like. It's like Death Stars from 7th edition where you're like, I'm invincible. You're like, oh, this is going to be a fun game. It would be hard. You'd have to somehow kill the characters. You'd have to, like a, a, a Kalidus would be good for that list. Um, well, if you have like snipers, like mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, Your Gilliman list with the snipers would be horrible. Would be but, like the best counter yes. to this. Again, a lot of it though revolves around going first and being right. able to see the characters. You can just hide them. True. You yeah. know what I mean? So, um, Interesting. Yeah. It, it's a, I'm going to call it an exploitative loophole type army. I said the same thing to Mike Tagney, and he just laughed. He's like, yeah, but when you're going to the ETC, I'm like, yeah, I get it. You know, yeah. I totally get it. Um, and again, to the person who played it, not trying to put you down or make you sound like a bad guy, you know, it's just that list is not. It's a legal list? It doesn't look like a lot of fun. It's legal. Uh, mixed Chaos, which is the hotness right now, <clears throat> uh, thanks in no small part to Mr. Jim Vessel, uh, we had one first place, one second place, two fourth place finishes. It's excellent. Well done. Pure Chaos Space Marines, really cool list. Uh, and this is kind of something common that we're seeing with pure CSM lists that are actually winning. You got a first place result. It was three Disco Lords or Lord Discordants. And then like a bunch of just low model count, heavy hitting stuff. Kind of like what Dawn's been doing. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and very effective. And it's cool because it's like you said, not a lot of models, plays quickly. Uh, the really resilient, uh, uh, tough army. Uh, they've been performing very well. Uh, Drukari, which has been, had a resurgence since the change in the ITC uh, faction scoring rules. Uh, we're seeing a lot more people going towards pure Drukari, and they're doing really well. Uh, Skari got a first place finish at an event. Well done to him. And then there was two fourth place finishes. Um, they of, they can also do the full flyer army they, if they wanted to i don't think well they don't have as many choices because they don't have the character flyers they have two right they, they could do six right and what, what you see is in the pure jakari list is that they very frequently have three razor wing jet mm -hmm. fighters yeah and then you, you see ravagers quite a bit and then from there it's a lot of mixture there's a lot of uh the little venoms are venoms. hard to kill too yeah they're really good yeah venoms and raiders and then it's kind of a mix like you're seeing uh, like blaster spam with the warriors or you're seeing a bunch of witches mm -hmm. um it's pretty cool there, there's there's a significant amount of variety in there uh, but then you have those kind of cornerstone units that you see pretty frequently because they're very efficient. Uh, pure Gene Sealer Cult at a second place finish. Uh, very, very well done. Forces of the Hive Mind, which is a mix of Tyranids, Guard, and Gene Sealer Cult, had three third place finishes. Pretty good. Still pretty good on average. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Imperium, which is obviously the most popular, mm -hmm. uh, did well, which is unsurprising because it's such a wide variety of armies. Did the best out of the 10. It did. Yeah. But there's a huge amount of difference in those, and we'll talk about that briefly. We had a first place, two second, a third, and a fourth. Orcs is funny because you don't see a lot of placements on them, but you see a lot of first places on they them. They do very well. Orcs are good. Orcs continue to surprise me yeah whenever i play somebody with like unique orc lists they're so frustrating like the guy local chris chris maxwell who plays uh the death school orcs yeah. with all the re-rolls and he, he basically builds lists to exploit that re-roll ability and it's really good yeah orcs are great and with the kind of like the new hotness with the orcs is you're seeing a lot of people playing goth scarboys and uh blobbing them up 
Um, and that's the way I've been playing too. My list is Goffs and um, Bad Moons. Uh, Storm Boys are still really popular. Even after the, the change to the way Mob Up um, works, it got nerfed. You don't have the, the Super Luda Bomb anymore, but Orcs are still trucking and they're still doing well. So that's really cool to see. Um, and then Tau, we had a second, a third, and a fourth place finish. Yeah. That's pretty, I feel like that's kind of like a, a snapshot of the way Tau do. They, they, they don't win events that frequently because it's such a one-dimensional army, but they perform really, really well. They're definitely above average uh, army, but it's tough to win an event with them, um, as we've seen. And that's kind of been mm -hmm. that way for a long time with Tau. The, 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 what I thought was really cool in the Tau lists was a pretty good amount of variety. Like we had the kind of like what I would call the net standard net list with three riptides, broadsides, a shit ton of drones. Um, but there was one gentleman who, I can't remember what place they got. I think it was like third. Had three Sunshark bombers. What the heck? Yeah, no suits at all. No, there was no Riptides, mm -hmm. no Broadsides. Had Long Strike, uh, a bunch of um, um, the missile, the Skyray gunship, uh, some Hammerheads, and a bunch of infantry. I was like, wow, that's really cool. Like, well done to you. Such an interesting, unique kind of way to play Tau because like, you almost always see the kind of like the standard template. Mm -hmm. But this person did extremely well with a really unique list, so well done. And within the Imperium, there was a lot of variety. It was really interesting. Like there was a almost pure Space Marine army uh, that had the uh, execu Assassin Execution Force. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the common themes, there was two Space Marine armies that were in the top results. They're all starting to use uh, Devastator Centurions. Yeah, so they're, they're good. They're super good, especially if you do go with Imperial Fists. Uh, from Vigilists, they have a detachment where they can do mortal wounds to mm -hmm. vehicles and buildings. They will kill a knight. They will blow a knight away with like ludicrous ease, one a turn, mm -hmm. um, if they're allowed to fire full strength. So really cool. And then of course you can bring one back with an apothecary, heal mm -hmm. them, all this fun stuff. Um, uh, and then the other list was a little bit more mixed, but it did have some centurions in there. There was a sisters of almost pure sisters of battle. Very cool army with a knight that was in there. We're so we're still waiting for the sisters of silence army to show up on this top ten. I will. I will give you mad accolades if you can pull that off that or a great knights player yeah yeah well i mean we did we had the, the, the australian gt winner it was pure great yeah where is that australian hero that they, <laughs> people were like we're like venerating this this person it was pretty impressive. three they're three land raiders i was impressed yeah. you know what i mean like that that's that's quite the accomplishment so a really good mix of armies um we're seeing a lot of variety there wasn't very many duplicate lists mm -hmm. um you know we we had uh in the Imperium, we also had a most a predominantly guard army that had an, a knight, and then there was another one that was like, it was Space Marines, knight, guard. So right. it's cool. It's not just the same lists mm -hmm. winning over and over again. In, in the Chaos list, they were all different. You know, uh, That's the beauty of this edition, yeah. is that there there's so much diversity within factions. Yeah. You'll never, you almost, almost never see the exact same list in a tournament, almost never. Yeah. Somebody always has, like, there's there's certainly blueprints, right? Like, I'm going to make a Chaos Space Marine list. There's certain things that are like, this is what I need to do. But then everybody has their own little twist yeah. on something. And then when you ask them about it, they have an amazing reason why they do it. Yeah. It's just, I love it so much. The, the variety you know? is the best part of this edition. By just picking people's brains. Like, yeah. why did you take that unit with this? 
And then they say why, and you're like, oh my god, yeah, like it's a great combo. Yeah, I like uh, somebody, you know, I remember just just I was playing against a guy who was playing guard, and he was doing Cadians with like three, like several heavy bolter, heavy weapon teams. I'm like, why are you doing that? He's like, just watch. Yeah, <laughs> watch me do my thing. I was like, whoa, you know, it's, it's just it's cool, you know, Indeed. very healthy. So we uh, recently completed this Necron commission oh. for a client uh, from the FLG Paint Studio, which. Give us a look if you are considering getting a miniatures painting commission done in the near future. This guy got more than he paid for. FLGPaintStudio.com. And we're always taking new work and we're always looking for new artists as well. Yes, if you can paint like this. Now this was supposed to be a tabletop standard commission in it. And it has, which is our mid-range. We have three different, well four, but four, yeah. basically three different standards that you can choose from for, for most multi-model armies. And uh, this has a lot of the elements of a tabletop standard, but it also has a lot of stuff that I wouldn't see. I would be surprised if we didn't see this in a tabletop plus. Like every detail is painted. You know, this artist went above and beyond. It's amazing. And this is a classic scheme and it looks really good. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And our tabletop level standard is very affordable. It's the most affordable and best looking option. We do have a cheaper one called the tournament standard, which is just base coats. Still looks really good. It does. If you have a gigantic yeah. army, you just want painted with base coats, that's the way to go. And we throw a couple washes on there too. Yeah, if you want. Um, and it's tournament standard is the most affordable. It looks totally just flat good to go base coats for yeah. uh, for a tournament. And then if you like to go in and do the detail work, you can do that yourself. Yeah, mm -hmm. we don't seal them up. So, um, and then plus is our is our high level. Yep. And um, yeah, this looks really good. I, I I didn't want to send this one out. <laughs> it is a very yeah. good looking. Very good looking. I mean, so let's jump on over to the chat and see if we have any questions. Is being Australian a criminal offense? Asked Valerie. It uh, used to be. It was to get there. Yeah. You had to be a criminal to go there. Uh, VGRA. Yeah. Their, their taste in food is a criminal offense. If flying the winner of Australia to LVO, LVO needed more baby seals. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, for more snappy commentary, like I think that, 2020 will pick a new country. Um, well, we already are flying. We're paying for half the ticket, not all of it. We're paying for half the ticket yeah. to get the Australian ITC champion out to LVO 2020. Yeah, yeah. Um, that'll be fun. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Is the new tournament standard going to be with contrast paint? Contrast paint now? Uh, Maybe. Maybe we'll see. We actually didn't get any. <laughs> like, yeah. We a lot of big YouTube channels uh, got them, but uh, I guess we didn't rate. <laughs> Oz, Osbard says Jason must have gotten touched down under, which is why he's. <laughs> That's the name of a certain movie. I like. <laughs> like Quigley. Good acting. That's my favorite movie. Quigley down under. Quigley down under. The baby. most authentically Australian yeah. movie of all time. It's my favorite. Starring an American guy. <laughs> was that Tom Selleck? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's like the Last Samurai. Like every time that movie comes on, I'm like, this yeah. is the dumbest and also the most awesome movie ever. I joke a lot about Australians in Australia, but I, I do like Australia. I'll just say it. It's good. Liar. I want to pick a new country now that we joke about. Yeah, but Aussies have a good sense of humor. Kind of. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Who has the worst sense of humor? Um, Canadians. Germans? Germans. <laughs> well, it's just because they don't know it's a joke. That's true. Actually, most of the Germans' friends I have are I would say the Swede, the Swedish people I know. Swedes are great. Are, they're great, but they're very brutal and blunt with their English. Yeah. They're like, that shirt would look great if it was larger. <laughs> or if you and, weren't fat. And you're like, oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. 
VGR Ray says, Reese, how does it feel rolling boxcars twice? Feels good, Ray. Feels really good. In our game, at the we, we played round three at the tournament. Um, my tank commander just went bananas. First shot, I shoot a hemlock, minus two to hit. Roll, I still. Roll I, boxcars. Hit was seven. All of them wounded. Blew it up. I was like, wow, that was unexpected. Next turn, shoots the other hemlock, rolls 12 shots. I still want to go against you with that like, list with my list. Holy crap, what is going on here? So to see how, I still want to do that astral aim, dreadnought against you. <laughs> like, go ahead and jump around. Yeah, but I just shoot you with a basilisk. Dang it. Yeah. Checkmate. I guess you just shoot the basilisk. Just shoot the basilisk first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Drifter Escape says, just joke about New Zealand. No, it's the same. That's basically the same as Australians. So. Those Kiwis are, are just, they're nice people, you know? It's just a smaller South Africa. Kind of. Mm -hmm. South Africa is a big <laughs> country, though. Uh, ba -ba -ba. Hmm. All right. Is anywhere to ask ITC rules questions? TS walks right here. Ask VGR Ray. He loves answering rules questions. Or uh, what's his name in the chat? The Contrarian. Send him to Pablo. Oh, RVD, one of a kind. Mm -hmm. um, he's been busy. He had a little being a baby. So he's Aww. Busy. Yeah. Yeah, Pablo Martinez, secondhand shop at frontlinegaming.org. Yeah, Pablo Martinez. Pablo's on it. He loves answering rules questions. Mm -hmm. After nine, ten years, pretty much of it, I can't tell you how much I still enjoy it. What are these guys talking about? I was All right. Okay. At any rate, uh, everyone in chat is just bullshitting amongst themselves at this point. So thank you so much for joining us for episode 642 of Signals from the Frontline. And as a reminder, uh, SoCal Open tickets are selling... Quickly, the 40K Champs is over 200. It looks like it's going to fill up. And LVO events are rapidly filling up. Some of them are already full. So if you wanted to get uh, tickets for those events, please don't hesitate. And until next week, we hope you have a great weekend. Have a great night and a pleasant tomorrow. There you go. See ya.